Hello, I'm Billy, and this is the Unlock Your Child's Full Potential podcast, where we discuss how to give our children a head start in life and teach them some basic principles of success that will serve them well in adult life. This podcast is about the lessons that are often not taught in school, and it's up to us as parents to shine the light and coach our kiddos. Things like building their confidence, developing integrity and a strong work ethic, shaping a worldview. It will also be about cultivating emotional intelligence skills, money mindset, personal growth habits, to name a few. I'm a mom of three young girls, and my mission is to raise them to be good humans, happy and fulfilled adults. Join me on my quest to learn more ways to parent with intent and raise thriving kids. I'm here to create a space where you feel supported and inspired to bring these lessons into your home and try them out. Let's dive in. Hi guys! Welcome to a short bonus episode this week. That is part of the series I want to do and I call Amazing Book Takeaways. In this segment, I share concepts and ideas I read and loved in a parenting or a personal development book that I think you could benefit from. The idea is to learn from the best in their fields and expand our parenting toolkit. Maybe here's the place I should mention that I have spent the last five years creating book summaries on a diverse range of topics, self-improvement, entrepreneurship, autobiographies of successful people, family relationships, and parenting. I found out that my passion is to extract the main takeaways from all these books, both to make the lessons easier to implement and to remember them longer. In the process, I learned that same key concepts keep popping up time and time again. Books present the same timeless principles delivered in a different way, shared through the lens of the author's personal experiences and outlined as lessons learned. I believe that when it comes to parenting, the same principles apply. There are a handful of things that we have to teach our children to prepare them for real life. And there are a million different tools we can apply depending on what fits our personal situation. So today I'm excited to talk about Angela Duckworth's book, Grit. I recently read it and fell in love with the idea of encouraging grit in our children. As I sometimes joke, I like to introduce personal development to kids through their mothers. So moms, I've got some practical tools I took from the book that you might find helpful in raising gritty children. In the book, Angela Duckworth argues that grit, which is a combination of passion and perseverance, is a more accurate predictor of success than intelligence or talent. And while grit is not the only factor that makes possible the accomplishment of our goals, it certainly plays a major role. I would argue that it's worth the time to talk a bit about the ways we can teach kids to work toward challenges, maintaining effort and interest over years, despite failure, adversity, and plateaus in progress. The author defines four steps in developing grit, And the first is to cultivate our children's interests. Interests are triggered by interaction with the outside world. The process of interest discovery can be messy and inefficient because without experimenting, you can't predict what will capture your little one's attention and what won't. For example, it's better to sample a variety of different sports before committing to one and then observe. Sometimes kids won't even realize they're passionate about an activity. But we, as bystanders, will be able to notice the search in their attention. When you finally found an area of interest, support them. Celebrate the small wins, give positive feedback, and be very cautious with the corrective feedback. 
New interests thrive when there's plenty of encouragement. The second step is to develop a habit of daily challenge-exceeding skill practice. Once your child has found a fun activity she wants to commit to, it's time to introduce the deliberate practice. This is an effortful practice aimed to improve her skill. You deliberately set the level of challenge to exceed her level of skill. She's getting a lot of feedback about what she's doing wrong, and she's using that to make adjustments and try again in an attempt to move closer to the ideal. This step is hard. And usually, they're the coaches who take the leading role here. Yet knowing the process, we can better support our little ones when times are hard and they are discouraged. Although hard, deliberate practice can be experienced as enjoyable. Encourage your children to say to themselves, that was hard, it was great. Encourage them to be proud of themselves because they did it and to enjoy the fact that they're making progress. The third part of the process of nurturing grit is to teach the kids to hope when all seems lost. We want to cultivate their ability to get up off the floor when life has knocked them down, to keep getting up time and time again, always learning and growing. We want them to stay optimistic even when they feel disheartened. When teaching them to remain hopeful and persevere, it's helpful to explain adversity in an optimistic way. When something doesn't go as planned, this is how I flip it on its head. I remind myself, this is not happening to me, it's happening for me. In every setback, there is a lesson to be learned, and I am meant to go through this and collect the wisdom. Hope aside, there is another part of being resilient and sticking with things, and it's actually believing you can do it. The belief comes from self-worth, and that comes from how others have made us feel in our lives. For our children to believe in themselves, we have to believe in them. And here's the last step of developing grit. Immerse your offspring in a culture of grit. There is a hard way to develop grit and there is an easy way. The hard way is to do it by yourself. The easy way is to use conformity. The basic human drive to fit in. Because if you're around a lot of people who are gritty, you're going to act grittier. So parents, if you are gritty, your kids will probably emulate you. If not, bear in mind that it's not just mothers and fathers who lay the foundation for grit. There's a larger ecosystem of adults that extends beyond the nuclear family. Developing your kids' personal grit depends critically on other people, coaches, teachers, friends. Find a culture of grit where they can immerse themselves. Having all these pieces in mind, there is a practical exercise that I would like to draw your attention to. I'm definitely going to implement it in our family with the girls that are old enough. By the way, always keep in mind that these lessons are not applicable for everyone right away. My four-year-old is not ready to engage in deliberate practice, but my nine-year-old is. What I can do with a four-year-old is to introduce her to different sports, for example, or just pay attention to what she enjoys doing, singing, drawing, performing, and be ready to support her later on. Having said that, here's what Angela Duckworth recommends to parents who want to cultivate grit in their children abide by the hard thing rule, and in addition, the fun thing rule. She suggests asking our kids to do something that will teach them through experience, deliberate practice, and resilience, but also making sure that they're doing things that they're finding interesting and enjoyable, even if it doesn't seem that they could ever lead to anything more serious. Why? Because the ultimate goal is to grow up to develop a calling, a fun thing that is also a hard thing. 
The Harping Rule has three parts. The first one is that everyone, including mom and dad, has to do a hard thing. A hard thing is something that requires daily deliberate practice. It could be playing an instrument, a sports practice, or math lessons, anything that qualifies. The second part of the rule is you can quit, but you can't quit until the season is over, the tuition payment is up, or some natural stopping point has arrived. You must, at least for the interval to which you have committed yourself, finish whatever you begin. In other words, you can't quit on a day when your teacher yells at you, or you lose a race, or you have to miss a sleepover because of a recital the next morning. You cannot quit on a bad day. And the third part, you get to pick your hard thing. Nobody picks it for you, because it would make no sense to do a hard thing that you're not even vaguely interested in. The idea of implementing the hard thing rule is to learn to follow through something hard while still in school. This seems the best possible preparation for doing the same thing later in life. Here's how the hard thing rule looks for us. My thing is working on this podcast. It's new for me. I'm often faced with situations outside my debt and comfort zone. And I keep repeating to myself, this is hard and I'm proud of doing it. My oldest daughter, Laura, picked playing the piano as her hard thing, which is also her fun thing. My seven-year-old decided on swimming lessons. She often has tears in her eyes during practice when the coach gives her a new exercise. And yet, she is always eager to go to the next practice. To sum it all up, the idea of raising gritty children fascinates me. I haven't been raised that way, and I'm growing my grit now, in my late 30s. I want to help my girls build resilience early on, so they have it a bit easier than me to adapt to life's challenges and to follow up on their goals. I hope the information I shared was helpful and inspiring for you too. Thank you so much for listening and letting me be a part of your day. If you enjoyed this episode or the show in general, please share it with a friend and help me reach more moms around the world. I would also appreciate it if you consider leaving me a review. Reviews are literally the lifeblood of a podcaster and help me so much. Don't forget to subscribe so you get notified when a new episode drops. See you next week.